I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. I like anime. And I don't. And this is Journey to the Core. Honestly, what would you have rather watched, Planet With <laughs> or The Boy again? Um, Planet With, I suppose. I, uh, I, I'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> I'm not the biggest on it, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, if you hadn't guessed already from the title of the episode that we're recording currently, uh, Zach and I decided to watch, or Zach decided that we would watch. <laughs> hey, The Wheel of Anime. <laughs> I spun the wheel of anime and it landed on Planet With. What else was on that wheel? Uh, Killing Bites. What is Killing Bites? Uh, Killing Bites is... Well, I think that's the thesis of Killing Bites, is what is Killing Bites. Okay. <laughs> well, what else? We'll, we'll watch Killing Bites at some point. Okay. Um, just, a, just a random smattering of things in the past couple seasons. I didn't want... like We've been watching a lot of shows that I already knew about, so I was trying to find something more random. Because again, the, the point of this show largely is both me introducing you to anime, but also me kind of showcasing that every season is kind of notable in some way. There's always something going on. Because a lot of people when they talk about anime or they introduce people to anime, they're always going to be like, oh, how about Cowboy Bebop? We're never going to talk about Cowboy Bebop. That is never happening, despite the fact that I love it. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes and it's it's pretty good. They're making a live action Cowboy Bebop Unfortunate. show. They're making a live action everything. Yeah. I think um, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Netflix is a show ready for that. Well, maybe, One, maybe One Piece is getting a Hollywood movie. Maybe it'll be as good as Scarlett Johansson's uh, Ghost in the Shell. Complete garbage, yeah. I love that film. It was awful. Anyway, yeah, so The Wheel of Anime, which is... We're, we're going we're gonna to shelve it for a while. Okay, good idea. Because if this episode is any indication, that was probably your worst idea. Uh, for a yeah. while, I mean, we're probably using two episodes. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm being awfully harsh on you and Planet With. Well, why don't we start off by asking each other what we thought of Planet With in broad strokes. Zach, uh, what did you think of Planet With? So in an incredibly broad stroke, I thought Planet With was all right. So Planet With, uh, first of all, it's, uh, it's, so it's from last, it's from summer 2018? It is, yeah. I think it premiered in June or July. Yeah. I read uh yeah it's last that's right season. i actually researched this one nice so planet Waves this is a new experience for me like a lot of like most anime it's based on a manga the manga is by um satoshi mizukami who is known for writing lucifer and the biscuit hammer i haven't read that myself but i've heard nothing but really good things about it now is it literally what the title would imply it is yes i believe so so join us next episode for lucifer and the biscuit hammer <laughs> So this was produced by JC Staff. They've done a billion things. They've done work on some of the shows we've watched. The list was too huge for me to go through everything. They are one of the bigger animation studios, so they have a hand. They have their hands in a lot of pies, doing key animation or in between frame stuff. Anything that we've watched, out of curiosity. I'm pretty sure Flying Witch. Okay. Um, the mythical Flying Witch episode. The Flying Witch episode, which still exists. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, it's long gone. No, nope. I still probably ninety nine percent sure. Well, you have your half. No, I have your half too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, someday maybe. <laughs> maybe it's bad. Doubtful. I'm sure. We d we didn't have a lot to say about flying. That was twenty six. We liked it too much. Okay, well, that's never good. So it was directed by uh, Yohei Suzuki, 
Siohei Suzuki has directed some, he's done a lot of work in like storyboarding and episode directing, but he's done main director on some pretty notable stuff. Notably, I don't, I never heard of this one, but this one's just the name alone. The Hentai Prince and the Stony Cat. Join us next episode for The Hentai Prince and the Stony Cat. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, which, yeah, I'm kind of interested in checking that one out. So Hentai's in quotation marks. That's written title down to... on your notepad, right? Yeah. Okay. He also did uh, Shimoneta, okay. a boring world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. You may have seen posts like Isn't GIFs of this. Isn't that just called Japan? Ooh. Oh, boo hiss. I think it is a commentary on, like, Japanese Puritanism. Um, I mean, like, we can't really talk again. As I think I say this a lot. American Puritanism is getting worse. Yeah, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't throw stones. Yeah. In this proverbial glass house. Uh, but you might have seen that one because the main character, well, the two main characters, it's a guy and a girl, who are like superheroes that wear panties in their heads to try to bring about dirty jokes in this world where there's no such thing. Okay, that's fun. Um, and then he did Sword Oratoria. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon on the side? Like a, a kinky sex dungeon? Uh, or no, a like literal a, like a, like a myth, like dungeon? A, like a video dungeon. game dungeon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, the thing about it is, so this show was huge. The girl, the girl like Hestia was like gigantic. You, you can find tons and tons of like cosplays and stuff in America of this show. I don't know why it caught on. It's This caught on in Japan, really? This caught on in Japan, but it caught on in America. Huge. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. On the side was a side story sequel about some side characters, okay. which is why it's called On the Side, while also you know being playful. I don't know. I watched some of the original, didn't like it at all. Uh, the OP was One Unit by Minami, and the ED was Rainbow Planet by Mai Fushigami. I didn't really notice either of them too much. I mean, let's just acknowledge that everything is going to pale in comparison to Mono no Aware from this point forward. We peaked with episode two. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah. I there will never be another OP like Mei to Mei. I don't know if I agree, but... Can you think of game. any other OPs that you would put on that level? Yeah. From I'm, shows we've watched? No. What's your favorite OP of all time? Of all time? That's a really hard question. Um, Give me your top five OPs. Top five? All right. Uh, so Nostalgia speaks a lot for my favorite OPs. Bleach's first OP, Asterisk, is very good. Uh, much like Bleach itself, the first... OP was really good, and then it falls off a huge cliff. Um, you know, multiple people have tried to get me to watch Bleach over the years. Don't. Don't watch Bleach. I was literally cornered by a kid with a laptop with Bleach on it. Oh, I'm so and sorry. And I had to pretend I wasn't feeling good to get out of there. I'm so sorry. Um, Like, he came prepared. <laughs> he was not going to take no for an answer. And eventually he did take no for an answer, because I, I pretended I had to throw up. <laughs> And left. That's rough. Um, I fight. Feel, I feel bad about that still. <laughs> no, maybe I shouldn't. You, you did the right thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so top five. Um, it was a very dramatic means of getting out of that situation, but I couldn't think of anything else at the time. I, I, I think what you did was completely understandable. Um, Fighting Dreamers from Naruto. Okay. Up there. That's one of my favorites. You could say I believe it. Your choice. Yeah. Uh, Cha Cha oh, Hey Chala from Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, my other favorite anime. Yeah. Everyone's favorite anime. The OP of Cowboy Bebop. And I'm, I'm really just going for really basic stuff because I I probably wouldn't have any of these songs in my actual top five on the spot. These yep. are like, these pop into my head immediately. Like, these are stuff I had in my... Um, and number Sugar five. Cube, Sugar Cube from Roni Kenshin. Number five. 
Mei to Mei. Well, I, I know thought I was supposed to be listing five that weren't from <laughs> the world Yamizukin. Mm-hmm. Like, what was your actual number five? A sugar Cube from Ronin Kenshin. Okay. I guess that's all the background information. So Planet With is the first mecha show we've watched together. And hopefully the last. Wow. No, I'm See, just kidding. I, no, I'm not. I am a no, I am. gigantic mecha fan. I Let me acknowledge... I can see why. I love Gundam. I love Maz- I love Mazinger. I love Get a Robo. I watch. I watch pretty much every Mecha show that comes out. I've watched like Cross Ainge and I've watched like Aquarion. Uh, I've watched a lot of trash. Is what I'm saying. And also, I've watched a lot of shows that I loved. I mean, so. I've seen Pacific Rim. Does that? There is a Pacific qualify? Rim anime, I guess. Okay. So yeah. I saw that part from Ready Player One where uh, is it Gundam? Gundam. Comes Did you down. clap? Yeah. I clapped. <laughs> I love mecha shows. I literally learned to read katakana to play mecha video games. Wow. Okay. So you're a mecha devotee. Yes, I am huge. Into and I am not. Games. I I modded my PlayStation 2 to play Japanese games to import mecha games. Oh my goodness. Top I, five mecha games. Go. All right. Another another centuries episode two. No, another centuries episode three. Um, oh okay. Super Robot Wars Alpha three. Super Robot Wars Z. Super Robot Wars V. Five or V. V. Okay. <laughs> That's a whole other thing we can get into. And um, probably Gundam... I can't remember the name of this series. It's like Gundam Battle... Gundam Breakers 3. I'll go with that one instead because I can remember its name. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I played I played so many mecha games. So Super Robot Wars is a really long-running game series. It's a strategy RPG. And the entire thing, it's, it's basically a big fan fiction crossover between all the Super Robot animes. Mm-hmm. So like, you'll, you'll hear Gundam, and then Mazinger will show up, and then Neon Genesis Evangelion will come in, and they'll all do stuff. And it's actually like, the cool thing about them is they're actually written like really intelligently all the time. So you actually get like meaningful, like how would this character have been different if they had met this other character? Uh, and it causes like significant changes in the stories. And like, they're very like, interesting plot wise. The thing about them is they just kind of name them after random letters. And so you have the Alpha series, which is Alpha 1, 2, and 3, and Gaiden. Uh, you have Z, which is Z1, Z21, Z22, Z31, Z32. You have solo games like J, W, X, V. Um, These are not Roman numerals. No. Is there any rhyme and reason? No. Rhyme or reason? No. I think a lot of them have subtitles, like Alpha, but for the most part, no. And for the most part, those subtitles only exist in like the design documents. They're not, they're not like on the cover or anything. It, it's just random. Uh, and they, they're running out of letters? <laughs> there are only 26. Uh, so, and there's more than 26 Super Robot Wars games. So I'm wondering what's going to happen then. Uh, well, I what guess a conundrum. We do, have, we do have UX and BX. So I guess it'll double up. But yeah, it's a, it's a wild series. And lately, the games have actually just been coming out in English because okay. they're being released in uh, Singapore. When a game comes out in Singapore, it gets an English release. Uh, so I've been importing them from the Singapore instead of Japan so that I don't have to teach myself more Japanese every time I want to play a video game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that brings us to Planet With and why I was on board with Planet With. And let me tell you, I don't want Planet With to show up in Super Robot Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on top of just like not caring about the mech's designs at all, they're all trash. Like straight up, the mech designs in the show are garbage and look like crap because it's the modern CGI approach to mecha, which I understand you have to do because mechas are insanely expensive to draw fights for. But wow, 
I hate it, it looks so bad. And the fight choreography in this was terrible, so it didn't help. So yeah, that, that's where I came from, from the mecha angle. I was hoping for more than the show gave me. So yeah, this show is a, an action mecha show, and I guess it's it's a seinen, which is for adults, but nothing about this wasn't just something a kid could watch. Maybe like the scene with the, the guy dreaming about large breasts and deciding he'd rather live in the dream than face reality. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. Like, where do you even begin with Planet yeah. With, beyond the your opinions on the mecha elements? So I guess I guess we can back up to what you were saying before. Broad overview, what what do you think of Planet With? Uh, for me, I'd say I was disappointed with it as a mecha show. The first few episodes were repulsive and made it very hard to get into and take seriously. The pacing was bad, but overall, I think it was a fun enough show that had some deeper themes that landed okay. So I wouldn't say this was a great show or that I loved it, but it was fine. And what, what do you think about it, like, broad, broadly? My opinion of The Planet With would be less than fine. I can't say I was a huge fan <laughs> of The Planet With. I think I hate this show. <laughs> and I think I hate you. <laughs> no, I'm just oh. kidding. Mostly. Uh, um, I know the show isn't that bad, I guess. This show is by far the most anime aggressive of any of the animes we've yeah, watched. Yeah, let's talk. Let's just get into episode one. Like, we right open, away. The very first scene is a guy in his room and his maid tries to go in and she's like, oh, was I interrupting you masturbating? And then we go downstairs and there's a talking cat peering at anime figures' panties. And his name is Sensei and he doesn't speak and he eats an entire cabbage it's wacky and then then he goes to school and there's a girl who just is just super into him for no reason because she's the class rep and they have wacky adventures in the rooftop and then a giant cat totem with human arms coming out of its butt and a human nose coming out of its back appears and then seven power rangers show up to fight it in really bad looking mechas and then they fight it and there's a tragic flashback of a firefighter who couldn't save his mom from a burning fire and the firefighter gets over it in 10 seconds and then he defeats the robot and then he fights the main character for no reason and everyone makes jokes about beef and then this show's a mess at the start. It's so confusing and bad and the pacing's awful and it introduces so many things at once and there's jokes about beef every 10 seconds. Back before we started this show, when I thought of anime, when I heard that word, I thought of Planet With. Yeah, it's- And I hadn't seen Planet With it's yet. It's a show where the punchline to jokes is like boobs or butts or someone goes, I'll make you tonkatsu and he goes beef. And as we know, because we watched Tenkatsu DJ, Tenkatsu's pork. Another lost episode that does exist, maybe. Yeah, that absolutely does exist. It does, yeah. Because my old station manager does not clean his Dropbox. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still in there somewhere. Like, literally, all I could think of in the first episode was, oh man, I'm so sorry I'm making someone else watch this show. <laughs> I, but I was... hey, I will say that I went from disliking it to being mostly indifferent. <laughs> the the weird, gross jokes kind of go away after episode three. It kind of just stops doing them, um, which was Although, nice. to be fair, so did my attention span. Yeah, I... See, for me... So I couldn't actually corroborate that. For me, I really enjoyed... I really wish they'd just not had 
the Power Rangers. Those characters add nothing, and you just get this like long series of episodes. So like the first like five episodes, there's like one like everyone's dedicated to a different Power Ranger, but they still only get like five minutes of screen time, and it's all their tragic past. This show made me think a little bit of the fantastic Power Rangers movie mm-hmm. from a couple of years back uh, via some oddly specific details. One, they both start with ill-timed masturbation jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's. And then they're both set in seaside towns, and of course there are a lot of mecha fights. Yeah. Although I was far more compelled by Power Rangers 2017 and the action in that film than I was Planet With. And I should clarify to listeners, I love that film unapologetically. It's one of my favorites of 2017, maybe of all time. Yeah, so it isn't majorly derogatory to say you prefer Power Rangers to yeah. something. Once we get out of like the dire stretches of those early episodes, and they stop giving half of an episode to a character, that's just their tragic backstory before nothing happens with them for the rest of the series. I liked it a lot more. I think there were actually some like compelling character beats, like the old man getting over like the fact that he failed his son and that his wife died the the young like the, his son being the villain despite having noble goals because those goals don't line up the CEO of this show, the villain of the first half of the show, is someone who you can easily see as like the hero of another show. He's all about justice when like the the second villain faction is fighting him, and they're like, "We're just trying to like protect humanity. We don't want it to become too powerful." Uh, like, would you call pulling a loaded gun away from a child invading? Uh, and then he like his response is just. So yeah, the CEO and his ideas of justice clashed with the talking dog and his ideas of, of safety. <laughs> um, and like, this show is just so patently... I'm doing whatever I can to keep from talking about the planet with. This show is just so slash patently just absurd. Like, like, the guardians of the universe that harvest nebula power are all these giant cartoon animals. Yeah. Not funny animals, cartoon animals. I did actually like that one element. I think that was cute. Um, dragons are like the ultimate evil. Like if you succumb to power, you become, you literally transform into a dragon. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't succumb to power, the way to get a mech like a dragon is to be bored by one of the talking animals. Because from the inside of the talking animals, you become a very bad looking mech. And you can fight the dragons. Like the dragon that committed genocide on the main character's people, uh, who was the last remaining person of the people of paradise who hadn't transferred into the next level of consciousness by abandoning his physical form because he wanted to enact justice on all of other races of the universe because they weren't pure like his and they were conflicting war and not evolving to the next stage of reality, which is to transcend physical form. And so he becomes the ultimate dragon for thousands of eons and sends an avatar of his to Earth, which is the CEO, who's adopted by the old man Power Ranger and raised to value kindness over all else, but it fails because his inherent values of justice clash with this, and he doesn't realize that until his deathbed, both the dragon and the CEO's deathbeds, which both, they both die before the old man, even though there's a five year time skip at episode 10. Um, and so the old man's very tragic and sad, and he actually has a very deep story that I enjoyed a bit. Um, so when they fight the dragon in the past, they launched him to the dark side of the moon, but all that day was actually put him to sleep for five years. And during those five years, he regains his power. So the main character and his psychic girlfriend from high school, now college, have to go and fight the dragon on the moon. And they teamed up with the Power Rangers, who can now summon their mechas with the sheer power of their hearts instead of the psychic abilities of the cat people. 
So, yeah, by and large, the show is largely about how everyone's going to end up with a different perspective of what justice is and what people are ready for and, and what it means to like live and be safe and be happy. And that it's important to recognize that we're all going to come to different conclusions in that. And what's more important is not inflicting your ideals of that onto other people. And again, as the cat says, um, change your perspective with love and behold, the universe is filled with blessings and i think that's like the real the, like the thesis of the show is kindness overall and, uh, it's an it's a neat theme and i think they do it with more nuance than a random kid's show normally would or kindness through mecha fighting kindness through mecha fighting only through love can you find the mecha in your heart and not the mecha in this your is power all metaphorical i see now okay this is kind of so, like the the matrix sequel i think the thing about mecha shows in general is they're almost always metaphorical and very often it's like an environmentalist message or a, or a message about love but you know they're they're also giant robots fighting and the metaphor tends to get very very ridiculous because you know it's about giant robots fighting space aliens most of the time hearing you talk about it it makes me think of the matrix reloaded slash revolutions and i'm very oh. fond of the matrix sequels uh there's another hot take for you but it's these very grand themes just awkwardly smashed into these absurd high concept action sequences mm -hmm. usually with just like hard cuts back and forth between the fighting and then the, the philosophical exposition. I think anime does that a lot. Yeah. Which makes sense because The Matrix is Western people making anime. Exactly. We should um, do The Animatrix for an episode. No, thanks. I like, I'm not, not into it. I like The Animatrix. Uh, I don't like anything to do with The Matrix, to be honest. I'm not a fan of any of it. Wow. All right. Journey to the source. No, I, I've seen all of it. I yeah. don't like it. Journey to the Source. I don't want to watch I'm going to make you watch everything Matrix-related, and I'm going to make you I, play I, The Matrix online. I, we can't. That's long dead. I'm safe. That's your opinion. I've, I've watched those in recent Join memory. us next episode for... <laughs> A Matrix by perspective. Satan's Biscuit Bake. <laughs> uh... The hentai prince and the stony cat. The hentai prince and the stony cat. Uh, your lowing, your Lauren Cohen date report. Uh, my date with Lauren Cohen. Yeah, a wrap up, A wrap up of the uh, of the fall season. So we're gonna get your final report on the skeleton bookstore. Mm -hmm. uh, and our comprehensive look at the Matrix franchise. And we're gonna talk the about the next show. We're gonna talk about which is Tamako Market. All right. It's a lot on the plate for next episode. But in all seriousness. Any final thoughts on the planet with? Um, you definitely liked this show more than I did, obviously. I, I still didn't really like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel I get... bad that I haven't had a lot to contribute because most of the time I was either frustrated or kind of bored. Because if there's one thing I don't particularly enjoy, it's anime action. It's never really grabbed me. There are shows we've watched that have action in them, and for me, that's generally the weakest part. I think we touched upon that in Mob Psycho. Mm -hmm. Although in that case, the action ended up working because it was used as kind of a subversive element. Yeah, I mean, the point of the action is Mob Psycho is for them to be like, it was really dumb to even try to fight. Like, Yeah, whereas here, it's really about the action, and my eyes just start to glaze over yeah and there's nothing really impressive about it it's just it's just i don't want to say it's noise 
Because I know a lot of people work very hard on these shows, um, but it just really did nothing for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like action shows and I like mecha shows, and this didn't stand out in any way for those either. You um, have to show me a good action mecha show. Yeah, we'll watch one at some point. I think the problem is like, because I want to believe. I don't think there's been like any like great fight scenes in Mecha in like very recent history. Like the, the the ones I can think of, like the Mecha shows more recently that I can think of that had great fight scenes are still like years old at this point. It's I mean it takes a lot of work to do a Mecha fight scene, and I think also a big part of it is a lot of the coolest Mecha fight scenes come from shows where like the fights aren't chore like aren't highly choreographed, but like there's a lot of weight to what's being done. Mm-hmm like older Gundam shows usually a fight is like a couple of shots from a gun and like a couple of slashes with a laser sword that I'd be more into yeah where everything has an intent yeah behind it and every motion really has like you said a weight to it yeah I whereas think, a I show think... like this it's just yeah and the last three episodes it's just like one giant fight against this dragon yeah I think... and I'm like oh god I think if we were going to watch a mecha show for you, it'd be like an older Gundam or like I've talked about before, before like Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, you mentioned that. Stuff that, stuff that like the emphasis isn't on the combat and the ways the combat is used. It's more like a, um, it's more like a uh, Kurosawa film where they make like combat's horrifying and terrible. And even the greatest fighters look like garbage when they're fighting because mm-hmm. you're using a deadly weapon to kill someone up close. You're not going to feel good about it. You know, it's like, it's like the, the Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy versus new Star Wars. The lightsaber fights are terrible in the old one because no one, everyone's scared of holding their own weapon and everyone like even Darth Vader and Luke at the end like have a very awkward fight because you can't not have an awkward fight when you're sword fighting someone to the death and then Return of the Jedi when they're dueling I mean when Luke kind of unleashes and there's that that big moment there's no complex choreography he's just like beating relentlessly against Vader until he submits yeah and like that's that's really where the Kurosawa like shows through yeah there's no elegance to it at all Um, it's like I'm reminded of um, Rashomon the fights in that how like the bandit and the and the ghost of the guy play him up as like more noble fights and you get to the actual account of the fight and they're both like crying and like hobbling around um, even though like one's a samurai and one's a bandit that's more in line with what i think you'd like out of a fight scene um definitely definitely i like my fights to have without sounding insufferable i like my action with purpose or Mm -hmm. i like my action plot driven Mm -hmm. i'm not really into action for the sake of action necessarily i I agree with you but at the same time we both know that but here i am saying predator and, yeah like aliens sure and, we'll and here it. i am saying i like the matrix sequels yeah exactly like action for action's sake can be good it has to i think there's, i think the thing about action for action's sake is it has to be either like really smartly choreographed like you know like predator aliens or it has to be insane and over the top like matrix and so like i love like gundam and i love like measured sword space battle or battleship fights yeah. Uh, and also, but I also love like Gurren Lagan, where the final fight is literally chucking galaxies at each other. <laughs> I guess it's just all about your investment in the story or the characters or the world. Yeah, absolutely. No matter how absurd the action gets, no matter how long it goes on, I mean, as long as you have some concern with where it's set or who's fighting, the the, the scale is not as important. Absolutely, and I think I think that comes back to Planet Wars' biggest problem for me is that despite the fact that it has like solid theming, the action's there, the characters are just trash. 
They don't get the right screen time. Like every character is presented like tragic backstory. Then here's a character. That's it. And like, and then the main, even like the main characters, even like, and like the maid who's a princess from a different planet and the main character himself both have these tragic paths. And then that's it. And then they have a resolution to their tragic paths didn't really get any buildup and that's it like it like the, the motions are played so bad you don't see any growth it's just like checkpoints and they just have to tick all the boxes like oh wait we had to make sure they had the tragic flashback we didn't have time for that yet and like again the only one the only one at all i think is handled well is the old man because it's actually piecemealed out uh and he actually gets like scenes of like he's literally just standing staring at the ocean because his family is dead and he's outlived his son and like and the ceo because we get his more like his morality makes sense and is approachable and then he dies both smiling because he understands his father's words but also dying in like horror because he died not understanding those words and i think that's like an emotional arc that worked for me and that family worked for me until you learn they're a dragon space baby which kind of takes it out a little bit but like Planet's problems just it tried to have it tried to skip the work to have emotional characters mm -hmm. uh and just have like the beginning and the payoff and it doesn't work at all and yeah the rest of the show just doesn't have the style or the bombacity to to carry it despite that and the jokes are gross at times uh it's just very much a show that would repulse people who aren't into anime regardless of any other merits it has uh there's a fucking cat staring at anime girl panty figurines there's a lot of like really random jokes that don't make any sense like i have to wear clogs made of iron today for no reason uh, yeah there's just a maid telling you to jerk off and she's a princess from a distant planet there's just a lot of random crap that doesn't need to be there mm -hmm. uh i think you're not gonna like i don't think it's approachable i i think this is the first time in the show that we've hit a show that was too anime too early in the progress you never go full anime you do i do but but you have to build to it think about me yeah like you have to build and where up to i that. am at this point and yeah so this i think is, i think this I think, is a place we did not necessarily intend to go no i think this is a show that i wouldn't have shown you by choice uh and this but is the, a show the, the wheel had spoken yeah and this is a show that uh again like you can probably like i think people enjoyed this show generally it's fairly highly rated um and if you do not knocking you no Everybody it's fine to enjoy i just think it's something for people tastes. who watch more anime and it, yeah because again i saw it in a much better light because i'm just used to this and i'm more jaded towards it but yeah I don't know, i'm pretty sick of just pointless jokes about boobs and panties yeah i don't know that's it for me on planet with i think i mean i'm pretty much with you on every count the show did not do anything for me. And I think that about does it here on Journey to the Core. Any final thoughts on the planet with? I feel like this is this is that tragic kind of show that's in like the six to seven range. It's just competent but boring. It's just, it's just the worst. I, I, I guess I hated watching it less than Yami Shibai. Yami Shibai is the worst show we've watched. Absolutely. Far, yeah. And not even fun worst. At least it was short. But it wasn't because we watched multiple seasons. True. True. Uh, but yeah. I, I, yeah, and it's just it's just kind of boring. I guess one last thing I'd like to say is this episode is dedicated to uh, Les Davis, who perished along with the other residents of Sirius. Was Sirius shut down? Well, the name of the planet in the show oh, was Sirius. Uh, I was waiting for that one for a while and wow, you didn't got me. quite know how to execute it. Yeah, you got me on that. Wow. Wow. And that was bad, but hey, you know, I, I tried. Liked it. I liked it. It was better than anything in It was better than any of the jokes with. in this show itself. Yeah. Remember when, like, halfway through the show, the secretary betrayed the CEO, even though the secretary had, like, two lines beforehand, so we had no idea who she was or why she should care? 
vaguely yeah right it just doesn't matter nothing in this show is ever You're asking like, me to rack my brain and and comb through 12 episodes she's the one the dog divorced right to make a mecca oh now i remember yeah i remember all the vor stuff of yeah, course of course remember when the cat vored the robot made from the cat voring the boy absolutely i remember that and then they were like we can't fight the cat we should leave for no reason anyway uh, we'll see you next time in Drain to the Core. Uh, and what are we? Tama- uh, Tamako Market. All right, so Tamako Market. And yeah. why don't we explain why we chose Tamako Market? So briefly. we th- realized that the market that we need the the, the biggest <laughs> the biggest money making market to hit is uh, moms. Yeah, specifically Facebook manipulating. We're going. We're going mommy to vloggers. Yeah, we're, go- bloggers. we're going to make a mommy vlog about anime, and we're going to start here. Well, I guess technically we started with Kids in the Slope, which you could see somewhat as a show geared toward that market yeah absolutely Absolutely. uh and uh i think also like i think we've proven from our past episodes we like shows intended for middle-aged women Mm -hmm. between flying witch and kids in the slope stuff for fujoshi and stuff for uh stuff in the jose market is really really where it hits home for us yeah we were uh talking about mommy vlogging earlier because we live pretty close to uh, Foxwoods Resort Casino in Mashantucket. I feel like Connecticut. every episode we're narrowing it down closer and closer. Yeah, that's the idea. So <laughs> I don't like that. Just the other day, apparently, for $106 a pop, you could have seen I Mom So Hard, hashtag I Mom So Hard, in the 3,500-seat Grand Theater. That's significantly more than Chris it's Angel charged per ticket Foxwoods when Resort he was there. Casino. Have you seen Chris Angel yet? He was there last month. We missed him. So... From what I understand, he Skypes in. Okay, I guess that's why it was cheap. Yeah. Yikes. He doesn't actually come to the casino. I would be pissed. He I might paid. have been there for like the first couple to I, get people on board. I paid to go to for a live show and the guy Skypes in. I'd be so angry. Because would, it isn't Chris Angel mind freak, it's Chris Angel and his mind freaks. So they have like contortionists <laughs> that and illusionists. Like a, that sounds like an awful like, that sounds like a, a band you see at like a bar at like like, <laughs> like midnight on Thursday. Yeah. Chris Angel and the Mind Freaks and they play White Stripes covers. And Sweet Caroline. When I was a kid, or I guess like older than a kid, I thought Chris Angel was Jack White. I thought Chris Angel was the lead singer of the White Stripes, and I have no idea why I thought that. <laughs> But I did for years. I'm glad we finally got that cleared up. It was cleared up a long time ago, but uh, yeah, I don't know why that happened. So we were looking into these. Uh, oh, right. we, didn't fin- we didn't finish. We, we didn't finish our them. story about I Mom So yeah. Hard. So we were looking into I Mom So Hard. Angel. Hashtag I Mom So Hard. And we went to their YouTube channel, and it's it's suspicious because they're booked for a 3,500 seat room. $160 pop. Yeah, $106 a uh, pop. And they have 70-something thousand subscribers. One of their most recent videos has 80,000 views. Yeah, no, not as much as you'd think for yeah. someone pulling in that kind of market. Exactly. And you say, what is going on here? So then you go to Facebook and you realize, oh, they're well, Facebook manipulators. Yeah, they well, have that's 1. where moms 2 are. million likes. Yeah, moms are on Facebook. They aren't necessarily on YouTube. Yeah, their videos have hundreds of thousands of views on Facebook. Yeah. So we realize the next market we need to corner is what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely. I think we should get them on the podcast. That's never good. We're a tiny, insignificant we, blip we on the radar. No, we cannot. We can do it. We can get acknowledged by I Mom So Hard if we try. Okay. Um. No. It could happen. They don't know what anime is. They will. So anyway, on that note, we'll bring this episode to a close. You know, you have corrections, 
suggestions you wanted to talk about anime or the matrix sequels hit us up we're on twitter facebook itunes soundcloud email us at journey to the core at gmail.com and we're on facebook tumblr and twitter yeah just just say hi you know we're, we're around we're two lonely young boys. We have uh, we have plenty of time to answer you on social media. Send us fan fiction, fan art, fan art that we can use as a banner photo on all our social media. Send me audio accounts. of you crying into the microphone. Yeah, that works. We're doing other things. Whatever you got. <laughs> but yeah, just death threats. Like, literally, I'm open. Just, oh yeah. We're always we're always here. We're always ready. It's 2018. We're all here for each other. Link us your podcast. Yeah, why Do not? Do a collab. Uh, link us your beats. I'm always down to hear That's the thing beats. on SoundCloud is people just start sending you beats. Yeah. Now that I'm finally getting to the point where I'm not throwing out everything I write, we're going to have video content at some point fairly soon, I think. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. This has been Journey to the Core. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.